you, folks. Welcome into another edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today as we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. Uh, week two of the NFL has come and gone. Another crazy week. The NFL has been delivering on all cylinders. Um, it's been a great, great week. I'm Wesley Splain. Brandon Farrell is here. Brandon, what's going on, dude? What up? What up? Week two, another exciting week of football. Uh, I managed to watch all the games this week. Wow. So. Um, so I was at work and I and I had the Dolphins and Ravens highlight and I was like, oh, this game's done. And I started watching a bunch of others and I s- slowly like looked to the corner and I was like, oh, no, Tyree Kill just caught another touchdown. And then it was like close. And then I just had to pay attention to that game. And I totally missed out on like the whole first, like the one o'clock hour endings. And I was like, wait, the Jets won? Like, I was shocked at all these scores that were happening, but it was another wild week. Yeah, the Dolphins and the, the Dolphins, Ravens, Jets, Browns are probably the two best games um, out of the whole week. Um, the biggest sleeper game was the Colts and the Jaguars. Uh, you know, I texted you in the group chat to the Colts are. Are basically the new laughing stock of the NFL. I mean, how garbage they are. Um, who's, who's worse, like the Colts or the Titans? Like th- that AFC South is looking pretty uh, mediocre right now, and it looks like the Jags are the best team of that division. They're the well, only ones with a win, right? And who expected that? I mean, the Titans have gotten exposed the past few weeks. Um, Titans look bad on Monday. Really bad. Really bad. And the Jaguars are actually playing some decent football. Yeah. Well, it goes to show that you hire the right head coach, like what Wonders does to a franchise. You go from Urban Meyer to a, a Super Bowl winning head coach in Doug Peterson, and you end up actually being competitive in games. Well, I mean, there's a lot of new head coaches in the NFL. I mean, take it for one, uh, the Dolphins' new head coach. I mean, look at what he's done in the past two weeks. Oh, yeah, he's been awesome. And Except my coach stinks, but for right well, now... Is it your coach or is it your play calling or is it your it's, quarterback? Well, he is calling the plays, so it's <laughs> – I think it's him. I don't think it's Russ because, like, Russ in the end of the, like, second half, like, he was he was dealing. It, it was just, like, there's no rhythm on offense right now. Like, they barely got by the, t- the Texans. I was nervous. I Dude, me too. Because, like, they would get into these weird third down – like – they be moving the ball, and then what's killing them is penalties because then they'll get backed up to, like, third and 15s and third and 20s, and, like, you can't even do anything with them. And then they keep taking these delay of game penalties, too. It's like I kind of wish they played in a preseason to gel things out, to be honest. I yeah. feel like if they played in a preseason and got a little bit of rhythm together that um, this team, like, would be a little bit better. Like I watched some of the film and I I didn't get the all 22 this year. Cause I, I do like watching film and seeing just like how, like, um, you know, since I'm not playing anymore, I still kind of liked watching film to understand how defenses worked and how the game is kind of changing from a coaching perspective and stuff. But like their red zone, like they just go into shotgun and I, I don't know what they're doing. And then you're watching like the, the rest from like inside the twenties. They're really good at driving the ball. They just get in the red zone and they kind of shit themselves and they leave so many points on the board. Like they could have won the the Seahawks game and the um, Texans game by 20 points each. Like that's how many points they left on the board. It's crazy. Poor time management, poor clock management, poor play calling. But as a rookie head coach, like do I think he's going to flame out? No, I think he'll learn from it. He's a bright um offensive minded guy like his plays are actually really well designed when it comes to like route concepts and they kind of have the rams running scheme a bit where it's like outside zone pushing guys over to the side and then opening up cutback lanes for javante and melvin gordon like the running backs have been really good yeah the running backs have definitely been good i mean i like the, the the duo they have in the backfield um it's just and that's what's mind blowing. I thought the Broncos were actually going to be a really good run heavy team and they were going to put a lot of points on the board, especially in the red zone. But I mean, they they just barely squeaked by the friggin Texans this week. Well, here's the thing, too, is that 
the defense is playing really good. Ever since that first half of Seattle, they've only let up nine points in like six quarters, which is really good football. Um, and like they're like top three in yards and um, passing yards, like overall defense, they're up there in the top five. But it's like, I guess like the offense, especially this happened during the Peyton Manning year where it was like the offense started slow out the gate. It wasn't a high scoring offense just yet. And I, I do think that, you know, they got San Francisco in another Sunday primetime football game. So that's going to be enough pressure for me already. But like they're going to play a really good team. And I think they're going to be like run lenient when it comes to um the run game. I think they'll end up like changing towards that and having to run open up a pass the pass a bit and also like Russ like I, I expected him to be more of a scrambler he only has three yards rushing this whole entire year in the first two games which is not Russ like we we know Russ as like a scrambler type QB that opens up plays and like extends plays keeping them alive and then you get into these scramble drills and then sometimes he takes off running like there was that one year where he led the Seahawks in like rushing with like 800 yards or something like that he's not doing that so like probably kind of curious he's getting older. Well, yeah, that too. And he's a 10 year QB and they're trying to make him more of a pass lenient guy, I guess, which he still has a good ball. And like, he has good touch on the ball, man. Cortland Sutton is still like, he's going to be really good. Like uh, when Jerry Judy went out, Cortland Sutton just took over the passing game. And that's another thing with Russ too, is that like he only has one starting receiver out there and the rest are like Kendall Hinton was playing. Tyree Cleveland was playing. Um, I forget Virgil. They were running four tight ends out there. Like it wasn't the starting rotation with like KJ. I know Tim Patrick's out for the season and Judy left on the second drive of the game. So it was, it was pretty much just Cortland and then all the backup kids out there. Didn't they lose their, um, their, their one starting cornerback, the rookie. Uh, the corner, Patrick Sertan, uh, yeah. second-year guy. Well, he went out, too, in, like, the second quarter, but the defense responded perfectly. They got a good rookie corner, too, in the Mathis. That stepped up really well. But, I mean, playing against the Texas receivers and playing against Debo and Brandon Ayuk are going to be a different story, <laughs> you know? So Yeah. I hope they – Get healthy too. They they have nine starters already on the injury report. Them and the Bucks are just getting hammered with injuries already. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how many guys have already gone out, um, and it's only week two. It's nuts. Um, but yeah, let's kind of just uh, talk about like a quick recap of week two, and then we can get into like some enticing matchups of week three. Uh, I think the Dolphins are legit, even though they were down like by three. Three touchdowns. I think they outscored the Ravens 28 to three in the fourth quarter, which is nuts. Two has got six TDs on that game, four in the fourth quarter. Tyreek Hill was like the Baltimore Ravens just didn't even account for Tyreek Hill. They had a blown coverage on the second touchdown. The first touchdown, he kind of just ran right by him. And if you're a Dolphins fan, you're like, dude, this is the the third or fourth quarter. This is the team we expected. Like we expected Tua to be great. And I think that maybe this is a turning point in the Dolphins season that like, hey, we got the mojo. Let's keep it going. Well, that game was crazy because they looked dead in the water until the fourth quarter, really. Um, yeah. And for Tua to go off to have six touchdowns, Ravens couldn't do anything. They couldn't respond. Um, and Tyree Lamar looked and awesome. Model. He did. Lamar looked like a French, uh, an MVP quarterback. I mean, he was... He was, he was just all over the place, and I was thinking the whole game. I'm like, I would hate to be a defensive coordinator and have to game plan for Lamar Jackson because it's impossible. It, it's yeah, it's almost really impossible is. unless your pass rush is getting there within two seconds. I mean, the guy, I mean, there's a reason he's he, he leads the team in rushing. He had 119 rushing yards. One of those is the 79-yard TD run that he had, which I that's when I thought, all right, this game is over. Chalk it up, done. Whatever. Miami was at one point, gambling-wise, uh, plus 2,500 on the live money line entering the fourth quarter. So, like, if you hopped on that, man, you're, you're like, you're, you're probably on vacation right now. But, yeah. I, I still think Baltimore's a really good team. It's just that they got a lot of young guys playing in the secondary, and that's kind of what bit them in the ass here. Uh, kind of just taking their foot off the gas and... 
you know, some of the defensive mechanical issues kind of led to Tyree Kill and uh, Jalen Waddle to be wide open. Dude, is there a better passing duo when it comes to like playmaking receivers than Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill right now? Like they both are one, two in receiving uh, when it comes to NFL stat leaders. Not that I can think of, not unless you put Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on the same team. Yeah. Which is nuts that they were on the same team in LSU. But like those Waddle and Hill are so freaking fast. It's ridiculous. And like I came up to the conclusion that like we're never going to like Tyreek Hill is a once in a generational player. He is so stupidly fast and quick. It's ridiculous. And him wearing that Miami uh, uniform just makes him look so much faster. I don't know what it is. It may be that teal. Like, I, I don't know. But he just looks like Speedy Gonzalez brought to real life that plays football. Yeah, they. I, I would say that the Dolphins are definitely a legit team. I mean, for God's sakes, two or three, six touchdowns. I mean, yeah, there was some blown coverages, and the Ravens don't have the best defense. But, I mean, we could see that he he's capable of doing it. So, dude, and Tua looked really good otherwise. I mean, like, he had the one weird inter his second interception was bad. The first one was kind of weird because, like, that safe it was like Hill had like a an option route where he could either run like a, a hitch route, like a nine yard hitch route, or like a go. And the safety just kind of like stayed, stayed his way and kind of undercut the ball a bit and tipped it up, and then it ended up being intercepted. But, um, I think Tua looked really, really good. I mean, he was 36 for 50, 469 yards passing. Yeah, if you and had then, him on your fantasy team, you you probably won this week. Well, he he's probably the number one waiver wire pickup this week too. But um, they have a very. I would think, he'd be, I would think he'd be I would think he'd be rostered even if he was sitting on the bench or somebody. I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks that people have rostered that like. You know, two is probably on the outside of that one, but now he's definitely going to be starting for a lot of teams. Um, sure. Well, he'll be starting for whoever had Ryan Tannehill starting this week. So yeah. Ryan Tannehill we think got the, benched. Oh, my God. Do we think that uh, Dolphins are like, can they contend with Buffalo? They, they play each other this week, this upcoming week. Buffalo goes down to Miami. Do, do they have a shot of like possibly taking this AFC East division by a shocker or are they just, they no. just right now a playoff team. That's like going to be in no. a wild card hunt. The, the, they'll be a playoff team. They're, they're not the way Buffalo is playing football right now. They're, they're not, I don't think they're going to win that division. I think yeah. it's still Buffalo's division to win. That, that Josh Allen said like, yeah, we can just kind of go jump to that one. It's just the Bills just demolishing the Titans on the first Monday Night Football doubleheader. And, uh, I mean, who's better than Buffalo right now? Like, who's beating them in September? Let alone who's going to go up there when it comes to playoff time? Who's going to beat them in the cold? Like, this team looks awesome defensively, offensively. The addition of Von Miller has been paid off by a big time. They got stud defensive tackles and like they missed Gabriel Davis, but that didn't matter at all. They were still like Stefan Diggs had like four touchdowns, didn't he? Or three. I don't know what the stat line was for his. See, that was the weird thing about the, um, about the double header. I was flipping back and forth between the two games and then I would forget to flip back to the other game. So I didn't really catch a lot of the Titans-Bills <laughs> game. I was honestly more focused on the Eagles-Vikings because I wanted the Eagles to lose. Well, that didn't happen. But um, no points in the second half of that game either. So if you had the over, you were like, God damn it. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like you could comfortably shut that Titans-Bills game off. Like it, it was just over once it got to the second quarter. They it's, exploded in the third. I just don't see a team like you can talk me into like trying to say Kansas City has a case or maybe the Chargers have a case. But no, like no team's beating Buffalo right now. Well, I just think it's crazy that the Titans were such a good team last year. And now they're just they're getting they have no other. I mean, they didn't even have an answer for the Giants. I mean, yeah, the Giants won uh, by a field goal. But I mean, yeah. they've all a missed field goal. But I Tannehill mean, still looks lost. He really does. He looks like the old Miami Tannehill. I mean, like losing AJ Brown can't be that 
like out outrageous. I mean, if you're if you're a good quarterback, I mean, you're gonna get it done regardless. I mean, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody really to throw to besides Lazard, and I mean they're pretty run heavy with Aaron Jones, um, and AJ Dillon. But I mean they're still getting it done. I mean the yeah. Titans still have Derrick Henry. They still have some solid receivers. Um, it 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 comes down to quarterback play at this point. They were running like um, when I was watching the game for a bit. They were running like this sweep play with like Henry, like all the way to the numbers, and it was it was just not working at all. But they kept going to it. It was like a stretch kind of like sweep play, and it just wasn't working. And for some reason, they just kept trying to get that going. And it's like, no, Derrick Henry's a downhill runner. Let him let him run in between the tackles. Like that's where he does his damage. I they're kind of like what we've been talking about with Denver a bit where like, I feel like the offense just doesn't have any rhythm either and showing because like Tannehill sometimes looks like remember Eli Manning's face when he would just have his glaring look on his face with his eyes just so big. That's what Tannehill is like looking right now. So I'll say this it's week two. Um, it, sometimes it's hard to tell. Like a lot of teams are still working out their kinks, you know, figuring yeah. out who's on their roster We've seen a fair amount of injuries already for only for it only being week two. Um, so I'll give the Titans two more weeks. See, see, see how they do. I mean, if they end up on four, I think the season's over for them. Um, and I'm going to say the same thing real quick. I'll jump to the Raiders. Uh, everybody I know had high hopes oh coming God. in on the Raiders, but it, it, to watch them let up that they, they blew it. I, I mean, they stupid penalty 20 point lead. It was 20, nothing. Right. Stupid penalty with 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Cardinals come back. I mean, and I was watching that game and I was like, Kyler Murray, use your freaking legs more Ron, and run into the end zone. And that's what he did. <laughs> and, and, and I think the Raiders are going to be in the same boat as the Titans as far as disappointments for this season. Dude, like, did you see that two? Po- what was it? It was like one of those two point conversions where Kyler literally had like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I think the that's one the one you ran it in, right? I've ever seen. Uh, I don't think it was. I think that was the fourth down, and he just, like, did a quick QB draw. But, like, it was a two-point conversion to make it a three-point, or no, it was a... It was to oh, tie it, I think. It might have been. Because I'm pretty it sure... Might it might have been the to touchdown, overtime. to be honest. Did it go into overtime? Because I... Yeah, it went I was to wa- overtime. I was watching Red Zone. And after the game ended, um, they're like, okay. Is it Red Zone like one of the best things ever? Oh, it's the best thing that was ever invented. Absolutely. It's so awesome. I had so many things. I was like, Sunday, I'm like, all right. I was watching my son. I'm like, all right. You know, when my mom gets home, I'm going to go out, go to the gym, turn on Red Zone. I didn't move from that couch until about 830. (laughs) It's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like you're glued to the TV. You're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Oh, shit, look, they're about to score. Especially that witching hour. Like, it's it's insane. Like, every single time, like, around 3.30 to 4 o'clock hits, like, shit hits the fan in every single game. Yep, but just look at, I mean, I think the most exciting game and the most, I want to say, I don't know. I just thought it was, yeah, I thought it was nice to see the Jets upset the Browns at home. If you're the Browns and you lose like that, (laughs) blowing 17, like a 30 to 17 lead, you got to remove that elf logo off the field after that, right? Like, you think you think they call Baker Mayfield back? (laughs) I mean, the Browns defense was awful, dude. Like, they let they let Corey Davis just run right down the sideline on a nine route, become so freaking wide open. That might have been a defensive miscommunication or whatever, but then like the Jets can. It is bizarre to see onside kicks kicks get recovered nowadays, and then it happened in week two this year. <laughs> and like, and guess who led the charge downfield after that onside kick? Joe Flacco. I mean, ugh, I hate. But that yeah, guy but much. you were you you are so right about the blown coverages on the on the Brown side of the defense. It was bad. It was it was really really bad. I mean, these yeah. Jets receivers were so freaking wide open. I, I don't even know how the Browns And I think Garrett playing. Wilson is a great receiver. He's a great rookie receiver. He's going to do wonders for the Jets. But I didn't think he was, like, already cooking DBs like that. Like, dude, come on. Crazy. Crazy. But it was satisfying 
Um, obviously, I don't like the Jets, but it was satisfying to see them get a win like that in, in Cleveland. Oh, dude, New York was on a totally different level that next Monday because that same day, the Mets won, the Yankees won, the Jets the won, and the Giants won. won. That's the first time it's happened since 2009. I was just about to say, there's got to be a stat line somewhere where all New York yeah. teams won in the same day. Yeah, since 2009, that yeah. hasn't happened, which yeah, is I'm, like crazy. It was probably, there was probably no shootings or robberies in New York either that day because everybody was in such a good mood. No, they were getting ready for a parade down Broadway for everybody. Crazy. <laughs> like, look, I don't think the Jets are good, but I do think like the Browns are a really good team. And like, there's been talk about whether Chubb should have ran it in or not. But it's like, yeah, he should have ran it in. It was good too. It was two touchdown game. Like, right. Leave it up to your defense. That's not his fault. No. And people are asking him, like, why, why didn't you just fall? Back? It's like, bro, you're going to go up by two touchdowns with two minutes left. When do you think a lead is getting blown? Right. Right. If like, your defense never. is that bad, cut, cut the whole defense and bring another defense. Like the Browns, the Browns became the Cleveland Falcons in such a quick second. And then that's another comeback that almost happened too. was Atlanta just like coming back from being down, quite frankly, 28 to three on the Rams. And they almost did it. Yep, it was almost like deja vu, but the Falcons were doing it to another team. Yeah, exactly. Like, whoa, guys, we're going to come back. Let's let's slow down a little bit and get back into reality. We can't beat the Rams. That's another – the Rams are another team. I got to see – I got to wait to make my evaluation on them by week four, week five. Well, I'm going to say this. A lot of people are saying, oh, the Rams are still going to get back to the Super Bowl. No, they're not. The Rams are Super not going to get back no. to the Playoffs, Bowl. yeah. I still think they're a playoff team, but like they're playing right now to where it's like they're going to be on the outside looking in. I, I, yeah, I don't see the Rams being a Super Bowl contender. Um, Matt Stafford made some really, really great throws in that game, but I just can't see them being but a Super Bowl But he turns the ball contender. over. Like he, his, he just can't stop turning the ball over. He keeps throwing interceptions. I don't get it. It's typical Matt Stafford, and then he comes back and wows you with a great play. Yeah, and you're like, oh, well, speaking of over. well, speaking of Super Bowl teams and like evaluating teams, what do what do we think about the Bengals right now? Uh, absolute dog shit. Their offensive line just Joe Burrow might as well just play with an offensive line full of ghosts. He's been um, sacked 13 times already. Uh, yeah, I mean it's sad. I mean they could have easily beaten the Cowboys, but Joe Burrow had no time to throw the freaking ball. Um, Micah Micah Parsons might be the defensive player of the year. He's awesome to watch. Yeah, he's different. He should have went to the Giants. I know. He's with such a shitty team. Oh, well. What, but the Giants, like, traded out and got two picks for that. So what would you get? You got Evan Neal and um, KT out of that deal. So it's, like, maybe a trade-off. I don't know. But um, um, We'll see. They're both – I'm pretty sure uh, – well, KT's out. Is he coming back soon, though? Like, he's got to be coming back. I don't know. I don't know, but when I watch the Giants, dude, I don't know any of these receivers. <laughs> I don't know any of these receivers. I don't know any of these corners. It's like we're playing with a bunch of rookies, and that's basically all it is. It's just a bunch of rookie guys. I mean, Sterling Shepard is still there, but everybody else, I'm like, who? who is 13? Who is well, that, like That goes to show like that the Giants got the right guy as their head coach and Brian Dable. The fact that they're winning these games with – such a low, like talented roster. Like, don't get me wrong. There's talented guys on that roster, but like they're raw talent. Like they have, they haven't become complete NFL players yet. Well, and, I mean, the comes from a winning system. So that's, that's, that's a win for the giants. Just getting a guy like that. Right. And it goes to show that like they have a game plan and they execute it. They may not be like blowing you away besides Saquon Barkley, like talent wise, but that the fact that they're executing their game plans and everyone's just like doing their jobs and still winning these games, you got to be happy for that. And like, you got to think like, man, if you, if you had like talented uh, receivers all over the place and like a quarterback, that's actually really like can do a really good job at like delivering the football and being precise with his throws, like the, the sky's the limit there. Well, I mean, Danny Dimes isn't a turnover machine yet. Um, Saquon was kind of held in check by the Panthers, but as was Christian McCaffrey. Um, 
So it was, it was a very, it was a very, I mean, it was all field goals. Yeah. Um, it was a very strong defensive game, but I just hope Saquon, I just hope Saquon could, could just, I mean, at least have an eight, 900 yard rushing season, at least 10 to 15 touchdowns. Something, I mean, average first year back after his injury. So an average season for him, I'd be happy with. I mean, if yeah, the Giants sure. could at least get eight or nine wins, I, I, I'd be a pretty happy Giants fan. Well, you know the offense is going to run with, like, they're either going to be good or bad with Saquon. Like, th- th- that's their plan so far. It's just like, let's give the ball to 26. Well, I mean, their offensive line, obviously, we've had our troubles since. It's better. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, why can't we just have like a, uh, I don't know who's got a really good offensive line. The lions have a really good offensive line. Yeah, they do. Are, are they a playoff team? Um, their defense is pretty bad, but like if Aiden Hutchinson and that defensive line can get to the quarterback, like they're going to win some ball. Game. Like their offense is really good. I think their offense is great except for like Jared Goff, but like Jared Goff can get the job done. I mean, look, Goff has been in the playoffs. He's been in a Super Bowl. I mean, he's got an offensive line now. He's got Aramon St. Brown to throw to. He's got Swift, who absolutely Swift went off on awesome. the commanders. Um, he's got weapons. So I would say, yes, I think the Lions can turn it around this season and get themselves a, a wild card playoff spot. Yeah, it, it's just I worry about that defensive set. Like that secondary is just getting passed on like crazy. I'm going to leave it up to their offense to score points. Yeah, that too. And they got a pretty easy schedule to do it for uh do it as well. But um you know, I you can win with Jared Goff. And Dan can like the players are all bought into Dan Campbell. I don't know like guys Jack by the way. Huh? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome coach. But um you look around at the NFC, we didn't even talk about the Eagles just killing the Vikings yet. But um like it's pretty top heavy with Green Bay, Tampa, uh, possible whoever wins the West is going to be up there. Like either the Rams or San Francisco, and then you got Philadelphia. Um, and then it's kind of just like a wide open race to get one of the wild card, wild card spots. And we're talking playoffs already in week two. How about that? Like, all right. Well, I mean. As far as the Eagles and Vikings go, I mean, the Vikings went off last week. Justin Jefferson had himself in game. Um, but then they got a flat tire this week uh, on their way to Philadelphia, I guess, because there was no air. Yeah. And the, and the ball in that team, Justin Jefferson only had, what, two receptions and a couple yards? Um, no, he had, a, he had a few receptions, but he only had like 40-something yards. Like, Darius Slade did a great job at shutting him down. Really did. Uh, but, like, the... The Philadelphia Eagles, man, I I hate their fan base because they act like the uh they, that like no one loves them, and then when they start winning, they act like uh crazy bajillish idiots out there. But um, <laughs> like it's a really good team. I'm not gonna lie, it's a really really good team. Jalen Hurts looked like he can throw the football, and that was my biggest criticism of Jalen Hurts is that like he can't throw the ball downfield. Well, like. He he took the throws that the Vikings defense was giving him. Vikings defense kept running zone for some reason. I don't know why. But um like he he was delivering the ball and striking it at a very nice precise rate and like his deep ball to Quez Watkins looked really good. This something happens with the Eagles in the second half to where they just don't do anything offensively like besides the block field goal drive like they've only had drives of like 30 something yards like Minnesota could have came back in that game but like the defense stepped up in the second half yeah and, and I'm kind of nervous it's what upsets me because the Giants have to play them twice a year um as yeah. they have to play the Cowboys and and commanders and all these teams look like I, I mean they're all solid none of them seem like really garbage teams um no. so we'll see what happens there but I mean the Eagles will probably be a playoff team yeah. Um, the best know. moment do, of they, Sunday, though. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say they do have a, a pretty, a pretty stacked and solid roster all around. Yeah, they really do. The best moment on Sunday, though, has to be in the Bucks Saints game, where 
who was it? It was um, Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore, Tom Marshawn Brady. Marshawn Lattimore just chirping at Bruce Arians. Then Tom Brady gets into it, and then Mike Evans just comes running out of nowhere and just lays him out. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> just, great. I love, I love Mike Evans' energy. Like, I'd do the same thing if I was on the field. I'd be like, man, shut the fuck up, and I'd go over there and lay him out. But I think it's ridiculous that he, he's going to get suspended. I know he appealed it. Um, yeah. But I mean, I think guys, we need more of that in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Let him go out. I mean, for Christ's sake, you're allowed to throw punches until somebody loses a tooth in hockey. Like, why can't we do that in the NFL? This is a man sport. That's what I exactly what I've been saying. I was like, in the NFL, we need to like take some NHL rules and bring them over when it comes to yeah. scuffles and everything. <laughs> you, get, you, you handle your shit and then you get on. Dude, it would have been like just like have the Andre Johnson and um who was that guy? Cortland Finnegan? Like that oh old- Cortland Finnegan. Oh my god, dude. He was a menace. <laughs> he was an absolute menace. When they threw hands, just like, yeah, just let that happen. Let the guy let the guy sit out for like two drives and then come back into the game. Like <laughs> I I see, I love that though. When they threw hands, I'm like, yeah, get his ass. Because I hated Cortland Finnegan. Like, like Finnegan like threw Johnson's helmet like 30 yards down the field. Like it was it was incredible. But <laughs> but like that fight was just we need more brawls like that. Yeah. Like like you keep your helmets on. No one throws helmets off. Like no one uses a helmet. Like don't go Miles Garrett mode on anybody. Just be able to like swipe at a couple of face masks or whatever. And then you can just flag it for 15 yards, unnecessary roughness or whatever. But don't eject the guys. Like was it Aaron? Wasn't Aaron Donald in a joint practice with the Bengals or something in the, in the preseason? Yeah, and he was swinging helmets. helmets. Yeah, him. Whatever came about that? No, you know, disciplinary action because he's Aaron Donald. No, because it was in a practice, so it was like it was the team's rules that if uh, like the NFL couldn't do anything, it had to be up to the Rams to do something. And I'm sure the Rams were just like, "Oh, we'll find you, but you're okay." The Rams are like, all right, well, you're not getting a snack after practice, but, you know, come back tomorrow. Everything will be back to normal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But, like, dude, that, that whole entire brawl was absolutely awesome. I, I need that, like, every single Sunday. Yeah, it would be nice. Like, let, let these guys beef and hash it out and then go back to playing football. And then, like, can you imagine if, like, one of them scores the game-winning touchdown? Like, that kind of that kind of beef happened with uh, Josh Norman, Odell Beckham Jr. back a few, like, the Panthers Super Bowl year. Remember that? Like, Yeah, they were always going at it, like, hard. Like, they weren't fighting, fighting, but they were always going at it. Yeah, they were, like, they were going at it, and then Odell tried to, like, take uh, Josh Norman's head off, and then they got into a scuffle, and then, like, a few drives later to go, like, kind of tie the game up Odell Beckham goes down and makes a great catch on Josh Norman like that's a like a moment that's like awesome but like now in the NFL like you just get thrown out you get tossed out of the game for even doing anything yeah once I saw it once I saw them fight I'm like here we go they're gonna get suspended it's it's no point now like this is football guys energy emotions adrenaline is all going at once I mean you got to let these guys live. You got to let these guys play. You can't punish them for getting into a fight. I mean, yeah, it's- just a little scuffle, like nothing too serious to where, like, like I said, like we're not swinging helmets or anything, but like All just right. like a nice little swipe to the face or whatever, and just like pushing back and forth. Like that's okay. Right. They were wrestling. Just be like, "All right, guys, let's 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 settle down, settle down. All right, play clock starts. Let's go." It's yep. fine. Yep, make it like hockey. Let them fight. All right. Any other thoughts on uh, week two? Uh yeah. I have one more thought. I just gotta find out. I forget which game it was. Um, Chargers and Chiefs. Nobody cares about Justin Herbert. Had a few stupid interceptions. They should have won that game. He threw that ball so inside on on like I know Gerald Everett was kind of just jogging a bit because he was gassed, but like. You don't throw that ball way inside. I don't care if that was an option route or not, but it, it looked like it wasn't an option route because it was mirrored on the other side the same way. But um, that pick six is what I'm talking about. Like, you got to throw that ball out of the end zone or just, like, throw it incomplete and live to see another day. But he yeah. just threw that right to the cornerback. Yeah, they could have won that, and that's what I mean. They could have won that game. That was such a bad throw. Um, that's another team that I don't trust with leads is the Chargers. They blew a 10-point lead. 
And you can't trust the Chargers. I mean, even when the Chargers give you all these high hopes, they, you, you still can't trust no, them. you never can. And everyone's like, oh, Wes, you're like, you're not winning in the division. The Chargers are going to smoke you. I'm like, like, the Chargers is the first team we bring up. Like, the Broncos beat the Chargers every single year because they can't do, they can't finish leads. Yeah. Yeah, that's the story of their life. But um, on to week three, Giants are 2-0 and going into week three. One of the... I think six or seven undefeated teams still. In the oh, league. can I bring up one more thing? The the game that's been forgotten about, and truly so. The the Patriots and Steelers offenses are so bad. Yeah, I, that's I, I looked at it and I'm like, it's not even worth mentioning. <laughs> no, no, they're there so was, bad. Yeah, there was no red zone uh, highlights from that. That, <laughs> of course not. What? But, but you know uh, what does? Oh, Trey Lance. Yeah, but we're quick, real quick on the Steelers. It does surprise me that uh, their boy coming out of Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, isn't starting. They got Trubisky starting. I thought Pickett was going to be the starting guy over there. Well, the way Mitch is playing right now, I think we're going to see Kenny really, really soon. Yeah. Well, hell, Ryan Tannehill got benched, so anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that keeps going with the Titans, but. I doubt you know, it. I, I doubt it, too. But, um. But yeah, I mean, Jimmy G's got his team back too to kind of wrap up week two talk. And uh, Trey Lance like pretty much pulled a Dak Prescott and his ankle snapped in half. Um, and the Niners are kind of back. Yeah, already got two guys out for the season, Dak Prescott and Trey Lance, two starting quarterbacks already done for the season. Dak Prescott's yeah. probably going to retire because he gets injured so freaking much. Just take the guaranteed <laughs> money and walk home. Isn't that amazing? Like he was all that money he's getting and he hasn't even played a full season. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> well, like Cooper Rush is two and oh, so like why not? <laughs> yeah, I can't even give it to Cooper Rush. I gotta give it to the defense. <laughs> I can't I really but cannot hey, give it to Cooper Rush. If that defense plays well and like Cooper Rush puts at least 17 points on the board, I mean you could win some games here and there, <laughs> steal some. Just hand it to Ezekiel Elliott, see what he could do. Yeah, right. Or Tony Pollard, one of those guys. Yeah, Tony Pollard had a bad game. I, I don't I don't know with the Cowboys offense either. Like, remember when Kellen Moore was supposed to be like the next sought after uh head coach like Sean McVay? I, I haven't been impressed with them at all. Well, I don't, all I I don't get the is, hype around them. I mean, all I could say is we it's only week two. We've already seen what some of these coaches could do, like the Lions coach. And uh, um, and the Dolphins head coach. I mean, the Dolphins head coach. This guy just doesn't give a shit. He's like, whatever. We're going for it. We're doing this crazy shit. You know, we're gonna try and win this freaking game. Tua just throw it deep. Tyreek will get it. You right. Know. Exactly. Exactly. And I like that mentality. Like, fuck it. We're gonna win, or we're gonna try. We're not gonna. We're not gonna kick a field goal on fourth and what? Fourth and four. Fourth and two. Yeah. Sometimes I do want to take the points though, because like we're we're seeing a lot of these NFL games be decided by two or three points, and like sometimes if you go for it on fourth down in the middle, like at like the thirty yard line, where it's like a makeable field goal for these NFL kickers, that's kind of going to come down to being the difference in the ball game if you don't get that fourth down. I think we're starting to see a lot of these coaches not trusting their kickers unless you're like a Justin Tuck, um, because. Yeah. Extra points are, are being missed left and right. So that's I think kind that's of what, what killed the Browns, to. to be honest, that Caden York missed an uh, extra point. Yeah. Because then if they would have hit that extra point, it would have been 31-17, and they wouldn't have lost by a point. They, the Jets would have just tied the game, and you would have gone to overtime. And then they would have lost by seven points. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> that's the thing with like um with, like, Denver or whatever, too, is that – like there's 10 teams right now that have really good kickers. And I think McManus is one of them to where it's like, if you're going to give me like a fourth and five or whatever, or fourth or seven, like kick the field goal and you're in makeable right. range. Just do it. Right. I just think a lot of coaches just don't trust their kickers from range. Yeah. And then like they read so much into analytics, but analytics can tell you so much because there's so many different variables in those stats. And like, like those stats aren't going to tell you what the defenses are lining up in, what's working in your offense right now, what's not. It's, it's to me, it's just like a lot of feel and just like a lot of like personal judgment, in my opinion. And like, why not just like you pay the kickers, trot them out there, 
they're on the right. roster for a reason. Right. But I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Because like this this week in exact, when it comes to Vegas, no one is really uh like above seven points as a favorite. All these spreads are like completely really close with each other. And there's a lot of like games that are only by like three three points favored that could be swing games. We already have a game that kind of seems like it's a do or die game between the Raiders and the Titans, both teams 0-2. Like that's a must-win game for either of those teams. But um let's go ahead on Thursday night. We get the Steelers and the Browns. I mean, so those offenses. Guess what the over-under is for, like, total points scored in a game by both teams? Like, uh, so uh, Probably, like, I'm going to say 27 points. Well, you might as well hammer the under because, like, right now it's 38 and a half. Oh, wow. The over-under, which is the <laughs> lowest of the season so far. <laughs> Damn. Which – for context, like NFL over unders are usually around like 45 points. And if you get like two sh- like great offenses, it goes up to 50. But like you never see over unders uh, this early in a season drop below 40. And uh, we haven't won right now. So, yeah. So we have the Steelers at the Browns uh, for Thursday night football. Who knows if Brownie the Elf is going to be the logo in the middle of the field uh, for the Brownies. Um, then on Sunday, Listen to this doozy. Got the Texans and the Bears, um, followed by the Raiders and the Titans. The Chiefs travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts, who still don't have a win. Um, Bills, Dolphins, the AFC East title game kind of sounds like. Uh, Lions take on the Vikings. That should be a shootout in the half. Uh, Ravens take on the Patriots. Bengals go back to the Meadowlands to take on the Jets, trying to avenge their loss last year, the Mike White game. Um, the Eagles versus the Commanders, the Saints versus the Panthers, Jaguars versus the Chargers, Rams versus the Cardinals, Falcons take on the Seahawks, uh, Packers take on the Buccaneers, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, uh, Sunday night football is the 49ers, the new Jimmy G led team, which kind of sounds weird saying that, um, taking on the Denver Broncos, uh, in another primetime spot in Nathaniel Hackett deliver on that. And then Monday night football, the New York football giants host the Dallas Cowboys led by Cooper rush. Let's go. That might be the biggest, um, giants game in the past. What? Six years. Uh, I don't know. I mean, since I like know. they made the playoffs, right? I mean, they're two and zero. I mean, if we could beat the Cowboys at home, I'd be happy. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Cowboys aren't aren't really that high powered offense like uh, everyone was thinking. So, no, that's going to be a defensive battle. That like that's going to be a game of field goals. It probably end up like the Panthers game. Field goal, yeah, field goal, right. field goal. They're earning their money. What do we think of the Panthers right now? Garbage. A mediocre I think team. Very I think they're going to be the first team that fires their head coach, Matt Rule. I just don't, I just don't see any continuity at all on offense, and their defense flies around the ball, but they make too many mistakes and give up some like easy uh, first downs and um, can't get off the field on third down. Yeah, they gave up a lot of easy first downs um, to the Giants, which is not a good sign for a head coach that's kind of on the hot seat. I don't know. Maybe maybe the commanders go on a stinker and then they can get Ron Rivera back. Mm. But um, what is your most interesting game of week three? Right now, Bills and Dolphins. I agree. Bills and Dolphins. I think the biggest stinker is going to be Chiefs and Colts. Chiefs are going to go in there, get the asphalt out, and just steamroll the shit out of the Colts. Um, See... That's what everyone's thinking, though, which kind of makes me like Indianapolis. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you're gonna if you're gonna bet on a risky game, I'd probably bet on like, I don't know, maybe the Jaguars beat the Chargers. Honestly. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that game. Like, I wouldn't touch Chiefs Colts. But I wouldn't be surprised if like you're entering the fourth quarter and the Colts are only down by like four. I, I would I would throw up if the Colts beat the Chiefs. 
<laughs> like, I would really... love it. But to be honest, like I, the Colts are that other team that are trying to figure out what they're doing on the offense. Because like right now, Matt Ryan just looks like he has no sink in the receiver. Well, to, to Matt Ryan's credit, if they were missing Michael Pittman this past weekend, they had pretty much like rookies and like second year guys as their wide receivers. It looked bad against the Jaguars. But like if Michael Pittman plays, I he is pretty much him and Jonathan Taylor are the two most important pieces on that offense. Without those two guys, the Colts are done. Yeah, I mean Jonathan Taylor really, I mean he's he's the number one guy, but the Colts offensive line is pretty shitty too. Which is shocking because you usually think of Indianapolis, you're like, oh yeah, they got a really good offensive line. They have had one for a few years and it just kind of went disarray. I mean, you would think like you think Colts and Packers, like powerhouse offensive line. Um, Packers are, you know, their offensive line is kind of kind of hurting right now. They lost two starters. Colts, yeah. I mean, they they, they can't. Chargers lost Ryan two starters play. too on the offensive line. Which kind of led to Justin Herbert taking a, a big time shot to the ribs. Who knows if he plays this week? Yeah, and it's just crazy. It's like, man, what if what if real life was like a video game? Like, what if these guys didn't get hurt and everybody was just 100 percent healthy all season? How different then it would, would turn these out guys? to be like the NBA. Like, just <laughs> would would these crappy teams? We're talking about crappy teams right now. Would they actually be good teams? Like, we don't know. True. That's like, the would nature the, of the NFL, dude. Like, would the Colts be a good team if their offensive line could hold up? I mean, would the Bengals be 2-0 and if they had a good offensive line? I mean, hell, would the Raiders be 2-0 and if they had a solid offensive line? Yeah, the O-line, the O-line is probably the hardest position to judge. It is, it comes, man. When it comes to picking players and, uh, like, taking tackles in the draft that are, like, highly sought after and – it is one of those positions that, like, it feels like, oh, they're good. Oh, they're bad. It's just either there's either one. It's not like, eh, they're okay offensive line, it's, you know. And it's not even about like if you're if you're the biggest guy or the smartest guy. It's about five guys that need to play in sync yeah. for sixty minutes every Sunday, and it's pulling, it's blocking, knowing your assignments, knowing the snap counts, like. And plus the tight end. I mean, that's 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 five, six guys right there that need to be in complete sync for a whole game. So it's yeah. definitely one of the hardest positions to play. And, like, they're really smart guys, too. Like, you see a lot of, like, Notre Dame kids play offensive line, like, get drafted to the NFL. Like, well, and you got to be really smart. I'm not saying defensive line is, is not hard, but, I mean, all you're doing is see ball, go get ball. You know what I mean? Offensive line, yeah. you're pulling your, you know, screen passes. You got to, you got to know your blocking assignments. And we see a lot you of know who the mic is to slide protection one way or another. Like exactly. who's got this guy. You need a freaking engineering degree to play, play offensive line now. <laughs> one game I'm kind of interested to see. I know, I know people are going to be in tune to see the, um, the Packers and the Bucks, but those offenses right now are having a hard time clicking. And if, if Tampa can't get, like if Tampa can't get Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, who like could all possibly be sitting out. I mean, they signed Cole Beasley this week <laughs> to be on their roster. Like Cole Beasley and Scotty Miller, huh? Yeah, that could be possibly one of those games. That's really low scoring. And when you think of Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, you think of points, but I, I, I might lean towards it being a defensive battle this time around. It's definitely going to be a run-heavy game. Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. And A.J. Dillon, too. A.J. Dillon's a complete stud. And uh, I'm kind of interested to see um, this game, too, is that the Lions versus the Vikings. I think that's going to be points galore. We're talking about bad defenses. This feels like Kirk Cousins coming off a primetime loss with <laughs> the weapons that he has. It feels like he's going to put up five touchdowns in this game. Oh, have we ever seen Kirk Cousins put up five touchdowns? I think, I think the most have. he's done is four. Maybe four. But, like, it just feels like he's going to be – he's going to have that stat line where it's, like, 459 yards passing and four touchdowns. It just feels like he's due for that stat line this week. I mean, if the, if the Lions are going to put up points, I mean, 
And you said back shitty defenses. Yeah. Well, the Vikings have a better defense. Like their defense is okay. They blew a lot of them. They, they got they the pass rushers. Coverage. Yeah, they blew a lot of coverage against the Eagles, though. Yeah. So, uh, do you have an upset pick this week? Let's see, let me go into my book of upsets. I mean, some of these Vegas lines are crazy. The Bills are favored by six over the Dolphins. I think you have to take the Bills in that one. That's a safe I, bet. I am the guy that's like, when I see a team like Buffalo, I don't care if I don't care if like the public is all over them or not. I'm I'm personally going to take them to cover spreads because like they can put up they can like rack up 21 points and just win by like 30 and you'd be like oh yeah for sure. But I'm not going to be that guy that like like say like I'm betting on the Col- like if I'm going to bet on the Colts I'm not going to be that guy that bets on the Colts and then two o'clock comes around and be like man I was a fucking idiot for betting on the Colts they're down 30 to nothing against Kansas City like I'm not going to be that guy. I don't think anybody that bets money on a sports team would bet on the Colts right now against any team. <laughs> I mean, you'll so, be shocked. What are we looking? What are we looking like for for the Bengals Jets game? Who's favored? So since he is favored by five. Ugh. All right. Never mind. Uh, which, is kind of, which is weird. Uh, the Vikings are favored by six. All right. I'll go Lions to win that game. I th- I think the Texans beat the Bears. That's my uh, that might be my upset this week. Yeah, maybe There's, they get their first win. They'll be one one and one. You know what? I'll do two. So I'll go there. I think the Texans beat the Bears, which is going to be that game on NFL Red Zone that kind of gets forgotten about. And then all of a sudden, like four o'clock comes, we see a couple of wild results, and then you you get Scott Hanson being like. Oh, and let's go to Chicago. The Texans are driving the ball. It's 13-12. <laughs> like, here comes Davis Mills for the game-winning drive. Like, um, So that's going to be one of them. I'm going to pick the Texans <laughs> that week. Plug your nose and just take it. I really want to take the Jaguars, but I'm not really confident in... Well, if I'm going to take the Jaguars, it's going to be because Chase Daniels is going to play instead of Justin Herbert. I don't know if Justin Herbert is going to play or not, but um, if he doesn't, I kind of like the Jags to get it done over there um, in Los Angeles. And then, but like my second pick, I think Carolina is so desperate for a win and they play the Saints really good at home. And to be honest, I have the Saints defense is really good, but like their offense with Jameis this year hasn't like it, I haven't been impressed with them. They kind of just came back like quick with uh, 16 quick points against the Falcons when they were down uh, with Michael Thomas. But I, I just think the Panthers get their first win here. So I'm going to go with Panthers and Texans as my uh, underdog picks. And then a little bit of an upset watch with, the way Jacksonville is depending on the quarterback situation for the chargers. Panthers and Texans. Yeah. I really want to take my Broncos, but I, I can't rely on them right now. If, if there, if you are gambling on that Sunday night football game, the only bet I would take is the under uh, 44 points. Just seems like too, too many points for both of these teams to score. I don't think <laughs> San Francisco is that type of team that like, puts up a lot of points unless they run the ball down your throats, which I don't think they will because Denver's defense is pretty damn good. And I kind of got to see it from Denver's offense a bit. I got, I got to see rhythm. I got to see play calls getting executed with like 10 seconds left on the play clock. I got to see like reliable red zone offense, like run the damn ball, give it to Javante. Javante Williams is absolutely sensational stud. Like, Keep giving him the ball. And, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what if the Broncos can turn it around because right now people are acting like they're the worst team in the NFL for some weird reason. I don't know. Some guy on my – Yeah, some guy on my freaking show that I work for came on yesterday and gave a pick. A good thing I was off. Otherwise, I would have I would have pretty much demolished him. But he came on. He was like, man, it, it, Trey Lance would be in a wheelchair and he could beat the Broncos right now, which is like, yo, r- relax. Like, that is such an overreaction. Yo, back off, dog. That's my team, man. Yo, back off, man. Get your homeboy. 
<laughs> um, and I like the Giants on Monday night, to be honest. I think that's going to be an extremely low-scoring game. I think it's going to be 10-10. <laughs> the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, probably. You're going to find out what Evan Neal is all about when he goes up against Micah Parsons this week, too. So We'll see. I mean, as long as the Giants win the game. I, I'm, I'm, right now, it's kind of a pick em when it comes to Vegas. Vegas is getting a slight lean to the Giants as like a one point favorite, which is telling you that like it's anyone's ball game at that point. But yeah, I think just being at home, I'll, I'll give it to the Giants. Why not? I just don't want to pick the Giants because I'm just going to shoot myself in the foot. <laughs> exactly why I didn't pick Denver. I will not be picking any any Giants games. Did you see um? The Peyton Manning or the Eli Manning part two thing. Uh, when he was throwing passes. Yeah. I, I watched a little bit of it. I watched like two minutes of it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched the. Still kind of, still kind of has it. <laughs> it was just funny. Like, oh, this is like, you could kind of tell, but I mean, I guess if you don't really, I mean, if you're not really a big Giants, I don't know. You kind of tell it was him. Well, like, yeah. He's such I mean, a like, doofy costume. Yeah, exactly. Long hair. The long hair probably like hit everything. You couldn't I mean, be able to tell his face. Like the nose was like. <laughs> that's Chad it over the Powers. Top. Chad Powers. Yeah. And what <laughs> kind of name is Chad Powers? Like this is 2022. Nobody's name is Chad Powers. Bro, it, it does sound like one of those like uh, QBs that was like highly recruited out of high school and then just ended up partying and just threw his career away, though. Literally, dude, looked like he was straight from the 70s show. That 70s show. He went to Ole Miss. Yep. <laughs> Transferred like five times. Fits the description perfectly. <laughs> All right, that does it for week three. Um, really good show. Did you see the tweet I uh, I sent you about um, Skip Bayless with his Undisputed show? They're talking about if LeBron James is really bald. I guess LeBron shaved his uh, shaved his head. Yeah, I saw a picture. Uh, I saw a picture. I think floating around uh, Facebook this morning. Is that really Which what like, everyone is concerned about? No, I mean it's just it's just that show just coming up with crazy topics like that. Like it's like so like he should shave his head. He's already balding. Yeah, he's like forty. Who cares? Shave it right. all off. Exactly. Get rid of it, bud. Shave the beard while you're at it. I also saw that um, we're, Mayweather's wanting another uh, boxing fight with uh, Conor McGregor. I don't know if that's like official yet, because who who knows with all these boxing newses and stuff? Like, there's fights that are announced but never get done. Like Jake Paul was supposed to schedule like fight three times this summer and he never did. But I, think, I don't know. Uh, would... I think Jake Paul is supposed to be fighting. Um... Anderson Silva is the one yeah. I heard. Yeah, Silva. Yep, he's supposed to be fighting Silva at some point. Which I think Silva has been boxing too. Like he he retired from the UFC after that catastrophic leg injury, and you just never could come back from it. Um, he he could just never recover from like snapping his leg like that. And um, I think he's been boxing down in Brazil for a while. So really, I don't know. It goes to I show just, that fighters are absolutely crazy human beings because, like, your brain's got to be mushed by like age fifty. <laughs> well, probably same with guys that play football. Eh, well, like football, you're not hitting as often to the head as a UFC or um, pro boxer because, like, you're training to like hit people in the head. That's what you're training to do and not get hit in the head. So, like, you're sparring like half the time and like you're, you're taking more blows than it actually seems like it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of put them in. I don't know. I, feel like, I mean, I mean, hockey take, players play every day too, so you can throw them in that category. Yeah. Depending on how you, how long you play for. Yeah. I don't know. There's a few hockey players that retired, and like some guy, Zdeno Char, has been in the league since in the since the nineties. 
And it's like, wow, like, can you imagine? But he was like 6'10", so he wasn't really taking any body blows like that. It's crazy to be in the league since the 1990s. Can you imagine just like what you do afterwards in retirement? You just lay low for a while? Like, because you got to think when you hit like 35, you're on those like vet mim deals that are like barely a million dollars. Like, uh, who's that damn Miami Heat player that's been on the team forever? Oh. Uh, at a bio? No. No, 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 uh, no, no. I know. From Haslam? Yes, Udonis Haslam. Yeah. He's just, yeah, he just, he's just pretty much a bench coach, just making two million dollars every single year. Yeah, he just comes, he just comes in uniform, like ready to go, but he doesn't play. Just coaches. It's weird. I think he was, he was like on the, he was like on the team, like, like during those early Dwayne Wade years. I, I would want to say, like, I think he's been there for at least fifteen. That's crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because like his career earnings must be like crazy. To be on a team for that long, Donis Haslam. Like he's already his beard is already gray. <laughs> he's like the OG of the NBA. Oh my god! So he's been in the league since 2003. Wow. So he's pretty much LeBron James, but just that guy that's just hanging around. He's he's going on his um. Let's see how many years has he been in the league. He's going on his twentieth year at age forty-two on the Miami Heat. <laughs> Jeez. And let's see what what was his like points per game? It has to be low. Let's see. He's more of a rebound. All right, so he – yeah, oh, my God. He, he played in 13 games last year. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Minutes played per game, six minutes. The, the previous season, he only played one game. And he averaged one field goal per game. All right, so, like, hey, that's a, that's a good stat line just to hang around, right? All right. As long as you get the job done. But all right, that's gonna do it for the Bench Bros Sports Podcast. Um, really great show today. We've got a lot of good football talk. Lots of good football talk. Um, I do do the uh, CFP 100. I'm just going solo right now until Ant kind of settles down. And right now Hudson's overseas, so like it's kind of hard for connecting with him with the internet connection. Um, crazy. He had like one of his like, uh, cell towers get like torn down over a big time storm, which is, uh, kind of nuts to think about it with those like countries over in the Pacific islands. That's where he is right now. But, um, yeah, so we're, we're keeping things going here on the bench bros, uh, sports podcast every single week. We'll be talking NFL football, which is pretty much the primary thing that's going on right now. I know the Mets just clinched a playoff, uh, appearance which good for them and judge has 60 home runs on the season but i'm not right, ready go. to say the yankees are going to do anything because i don't think they are let's keep our hopes high bud yeah exactly we'll be disappointed again this year as yankee fans it's, it's the same thing every year but whatever any new york sports fan yeah that's that's the name of our game buddy so we got we got I, our time to shine. All teams won one day since 2009. Yep, and that'll be the last time for another 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else? Nope, that's it. I hope this week's NFL games are, are as exciting as uh, this past week's. Yeah, it's setting up to be that way. Um, I mean, the witching hour every single week has been nuts, so I don't expect yeah. it to change anytime soon. But... All right, that's Brandon Farrell. I'm Wes. We'll see you next week at the Bench Real Sports Podcast. That's the show. We're out of here. Good stuff, boys. <laughs>